Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm One Dude Parker. I'm Two Dude Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is Happy Holla Dudes. And this episode, we're talking about Ernest Saves Christmas. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? All right. So last night, we decided to watch A Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one on, on HBO uh, Max. Yep, HBO Max. I had to check that out. And it, it was actually pretty good. I, uh, even my wife enjoyed it. She's not as big of a fan of the original as, as I am. Um, See, I'm a huge original. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the original. So oh, like, yes. that's one reason Like, I'm so nervous about watching that one. So Yeah, I was yeah huge fan of the original as well. And I don't know, I, when I think back to my younger years, one of the things I think about Christmas, I don't know if, if you'll remember this, but December 24th, I don't know how many years they did it, but it seemed like it was a good bit of my like middle school to young adult, whatever. But like TNT would run it 24 hours. Yeah. Literally, it, it would just run for 24 hours straight. So to me, that's just like one of my Christmas memories. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. I, yeah, because I can't remember if it was TNT or TBS or yeah, it was one both of, of them. Yeah, one of the T three channels or three letter shows or channels. Now, um, I didn't watch it for 24 hours, but I would have it on. And, you know, whether I was wrapping presents, whatever, I would kind of go back and forth and just constantly catch scenes and stuff. Yeah, this is and, one thing we're very similar on right here. Like, this is, that's, you're, you're, like, that's almost my experience with A Christmas Story, like, growing up and through, like, high school and all of that. Like, even the years we didn't have cable, we would play it over and over again, just out of habit. And, and it's also one of those where I don't know how young I was the first time I watched it. But I don't remember liking it a whole lot the first time I watched it. But I don't know if it's just one of those where you get older and, and you appreciate some of the humor and um, yeah. some of the parts in the in the movie a little better. And I, I definitely grew to, to really enjoy it. And it, it is one of those, you know, I, I, I could easily watch it every year. The one on HBO Max, it, it, it does a good job of of tying it to the original and kind of paying homage. Kind of like, like we talked about with, with Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. How it, it really brought in the original Karate Kid really well. This one does the same. It uses a lot of the same actors, you know, even the ones that probably haven't acted that much uh, since that original movie. So uh, it's it, it's a good throwback and it's it's a good little story. So anybody that that loves the original, you may not love this one as much. I'm not going to say that, but I I think fans of the first one will definitely like this one and, and at least appreciate it. So I'm going to ask you a question and see if you know this little bit of trivia about... I probably don't, but go ahead. <laughs> ...about A Christmas Story. Which one of the characters, actors, later went on to do pornography? Mm, let's see here. Male character? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a male character. Most of them were male. It was a male character. The one that stuck his tongue to the pole. Shorts. It was shorts. Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> shorts. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 in oh. the new one as well. Yeah, and <laughs> and I think like the the first one he start like started in it had one of those really funny names. I can't I I can't remember it. It was like it was like getting Schwartzed with shorts or something like that. Like it was it was, yeah. I don't even remember, but somebody can can write in if they're really worried about letting us know, but. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love that movie though. That's a classic, man. And I I'm like you, like it it's like whenever I was a kid, I can remember enjoying scenes, but not actually sitting down and watching it. But I remember like it was like the more that I would like as the time went on, 
every year I would find more and more that I enjoyed about it to the point to where I was like, you know, just watching the whole thing through and loving like as much as I could of it. You know, every time I, it would be on, I would try to watch as much as I could in the background of like other people, you know, when I would go over to like with my partner's like family or like whatever, if it was on the background, I'd always just be watching that and kind of like tuning out everything else. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. So, so what about you? What you've been streaming? Uh, I actually am not going to talk about a um, holiday special uh, because this is honestly the movie we watched tonight is the only thing that I've really watched this so far this 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 year that you know was for Christmas. I'm going to talk about a Peacock original. It's about Casey Anthony. It's called uh, Where the Truth Lies. I don't know. I know you're not like in a big into true crime, but I'm sure you probably remember the Casey Anthony trial surrounding oh, yeah. that. Pretty much everybody had their opinions on it, me included. And this is just basically like her first interview since the trial she hasn't gone public with like anything and this is basically like three hour-long episodes of her talking about the case and going back over everything it's not you know it's not just just her it also involves people that were surrounding the trial people that you know testified um you know some people decided to not be involved with with the documentary but i'm not gonna like say too much about it but i will say that it's if you feel like you shouldn't give it a chance based on how you feel about Casey Anthony, that would be the reason that you should probably watch it. It, it definitely, I don't, I don't want to say like changes my opinion on every aspect of the case, but if you know enough about the case that you have, you know, strong opinions on who she is as a person, then you probably will at least tone down that, you know, watch after watching this interview. And I think that's, you know, important to think to see things like this and kind of understand how the how media in general can can play roles on you know like what you're hearing what you're seeing and like on your perception of you know people and things like this and you know it's been going on forever and ever but it's good to draw attention to things to where you know you kind of like keep your eyes open about you know just life in general i guess sweet yeah i know uh as far as South Carolina, we kind of had our own story like that with, you may remember with uh, Susan Smith. Yep. I remember that name. Yeah. I think in the mid nineties. So we kind of had our similar story in that regards here. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, this week we, um, because I'm, you know, a complete moron and forgot to put up the question onto our Facebook group and ask everybody what we were going to watch this week. I went ahead and picked this week. I picked Ernest Saves Christmas because I was kind of in a hurry. And honestly, I was like, hey, I know that movie. I used to watch it when I was a kid. Um, I love Ernest. So let's watch that movie because I haven't watched it in a while. And it seems fun. So I picked Ernest Saves Christmas this week. That's what we watched this week. Jeff, do we have any, uh, what kind of information can you give me on this film? All right, so um, obviously anybody in the 80s into the 90s is probably familiar with the Ernest character uh, played by Jim Varney. Ernest Saves Christmas was actually the third film to fe feature uh, his Ernest character. One thing about Jim Varney is I probably should have known this because I'm such a big fan of this other movie, but he also performed the voice of Slinky Dog in Toy mm -hmm. Story. One Until two, the third which, one. Which when I think back, and, and I hear Slinky's voice, I was like, yeah, that, obviously that was Jim Varney, but I, I guess just reading it, I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. But, yeah. Um, and just another little tidbit about Jim Varney, just because I love the Ernest character, 
so I know I just know this, but um, he's actually like a theatrically trained, like he's like theatrically trained, like actor, and he started doing this earnest character is like like for commercials and that's kind of how like he got his his start um as that character and in acting in general he just like he was like a classically trained actor took this took these roles in a commercial just to get like a a gig and then these commercials start getting worldwide like nationwide attention and it started out in like a small little spot in i can't remember like what southern like southern area but it just kind of like every company started hiring him to like promote their products like in the early 80s, I think. And it was yeah. it's kind of how it took off. So it's kind of funny that he's just like this real, honestly, gifted actor. And he's doing like, you know, this earnest character that he that's how he got popular and made all of his money and fame. Yeah, it's always interesting when you see stories like that, that, you know, you, you totally don't expect from a certain person. And of course, you know, he always does the thing with Vern. And this particular movie was actually Vern's only appearance if you want to call it appearance um in the entire film series of yeah. all the earnest movies it's actually also the only earnest film that didn't have an actual villain um in the movie you had mentioned last week that you were kind of curious because you were thinking that uh that it was possible that a lot of the earnest movies were filmed in the nashville area or you know tennessee in general mm-hmm. this movie was actually the first major feature production filmed almost entirely in orlando florida at Disney MGM Studios. Oh, so still in the South. However, there were some smaller scenes filmed in Nashville. The reindeer in the film were flown in from Northern Ontario um, to Florida uh, to where they were doing the production. But due to the heat, it was causing the antlers to shed. They tried to use makeup. The deer, reindeer weren't having it. So the reindeer scenes were reshot in Nashville. It's huh. <laughs> a little interesting tidbit there. This was actually the highest grossing film of the five Ernest films. And opening weekend, it finished number two at the box office. Hmm. Any guesses on what was number one? What was the movie that kept Ernest from getting his only number one opening film? I will tell you this. Wait, what year did this movie come out? It was 1988. It's a movie you're very familiar with. You've talked about it on this podcast, I would say multiple times. It's part of a franchise. This was the first one in the franchise. This is what... Oh, Child's Play. Child's Play was number one that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was an interesting tidbit. I was telling you, I was I was excited to share with you. I thought that was uh, kind of cool how that oh, played man. out. Even when you said franchise, when you said franchise, my mind went to like Karate Kid. I was like, was one of the Karate Kid, like was Karate Kid Part 3, come out, did that come out in 88? And then when you said the first, I was like, oh, I know it's got to it's it's be child's play. But yeah, I guess because of the Christmas theme, I wasn't really cross-referencing it with my brain with the with the horror at all. Yeah. And actually, I guess that as far as child's play and and you're like, well, how did child's play be out a Christmas movie? Because there was a little bit of debate on why they didn't release child's play at Halloween. Um, it actually got bumped to like later in November, closer to Thanksgiving. So that's why it kind of fell in line with when uh, Ernest Saves Christmas opened. But yeah. neither one actually did really well. I think one did like $7 million, the other one did $5 million, But they, they picked up steam later on and each kind of got their own little cult following in general. Now, some people felt like this particular Ernest film didn't feel a whole lot or didn't feel a whole lot like a normal or traditional Ernest film. And that was mainly due because this was actually 
made already from an, an existing screenplay. And Ernest was actually later just kind of shoehorned in. Um, so I it was see that it wasn't initially done up to be an Ernest movie. It was just kind of thrown together. The idea was pitched for a certain kind of movie. Disney kind of like, all right, let's do this, but let's throw Ernest in. So that's kind of how it played out. Um, soundtrack composer Mark Snow actually produced a promotional CD in 2002 with 25 tracks from this film. But there was never an official soundtrack ever released uh, for this movie. Just that little promotional CD. And that is it. All right. Well, let's see if I can remember this. I didn't get to, I'll be honest, I didn't get to watch this one full two times. So, <laughs> so the second half of this might be a little shaky. But I watched this a lot when I was a kid. So let's see if I can remember this movie. I'm definitely... So I'm going to I'm going to preface this by even when I was watching this, I was like, this is going to be a hell of a movie to recap because there is so much going on in this movie. And I know I'm going to leave stuff out. I'm going to put stuff in the wrong order. Um, there's so many different scenes. There's so much going on in this film that it's going to be hard to keep it all in order. So try to grade me on a curve <laughs> if possible. I'll keep that in mind. All right. All right. So the film starts out. We are in we're actually in Orlando. I believe it's Orlando. It's definitely Florida. Uh, we're in an airport. We see this old man. He kind of has, you know, his white beard. Uh, looks very Santa-ish. He's in an airport. He's walking out. He's talking to this other guy. They're kind of going back and forth. Um, after they leave the airport, or Santa, you know, grabbing this big bag. They're out in the airport. This guy's like, you know, you kind of look like Santa Claus. And the guy's like, you know, like, I, you know what I want? I want snow for Christmas. And then Santa's like, I got to make a note of that. Ernest, meanwhile, Ernest is carrying a, another passenger, <laughs> another passenger to the airport. Uh, he's driving erratically, tosses him out of the car, picks him up, put him back in the car, picks up a Christmas tree on the way um, that fell off the back of a truck. He uh, gets the man to the airport, uh, sees Santa there, offers Santa, Santa a ride, starts to give Santa a ride to where Santa's trying to go. Um, we're kind of finding out that, you know, Santa's kind of losing his touch seems like he's you know a little bit out of it he's not really connecting the dots like he used to him and Ernest are kind of connecting over Christmas on their little um voyage to the airport and oh no I'm sorry they they leave the airport and then they make it to um oh I'm sorry as they're driving they see this you know this young lady that is running away from a, a restaurant because she did not pay her bill and she hops in the cab and she, you know, they take off. She's along for the ride now. Uh, she says her name is Harmony. They head towards Santa's destination. He is looking for this children's uh, programming actor. He's this really sweet guy. He loves kids. Um, the show's been canceled. So Santa's found his replacement. When they get there, Santa Claus doesn't have any money. So Ernest tells him, don't worry about it. It's on the house. Uh, they go in. Uh, the guy, Santa finds the guy that he is looking for. And the guy, you know, also has this agent who is got him apart. So they're, the agents, you know, telling him he should take this role. That he should go, you know, start in this, in this movie. And meanwhile, Santa's trying to talk to him to tell him that, you know, he's here. Have him replace him as Santa Claus. Uh, pretty much Santa gets pushed out of the way. And realizes that he left his bag in Ernest's car, 
the people, you know, the agents like, you know, like, we'll take care of you. We'll find the, we'll find the bag. We'll take care of you. Calls the cops and has the guy basically has Santa Claus arrested. Ernest and Harmony find out that Santa has his bag, has left the bag in the truck as they are taking the tree over to Vern's house. Once they get the tree to Vern's house, they take it in. And, you know, Vern is technically us. Um, <laughs> so Ernest comes in. He's setting the tree up, making a big uh, ruckus in the house. Sets the tree up, pulls the electrical cord out of the wall, um, the whole entire wiring. Then they, after that, they decide to return the sack back to the studio where they had dropped off Santa, but nobody's there. So they're trying to figure out where Santa is. Meanwhile, Santa's in the police station and they finally figure out from the receptionist at the TV or at the children's home that Santa had been arrested. And so Ernest and Harmony concoct a plan to get Santa out. They do so and give him back his bag. And then they find out, you know, like they have to go and Santa still wants to go and talk to this guy. I forgot his name. Was his name Joe? It was Joe. We'll go with Joe. They decide, he's like, okay, so we got to go to the set and take, find Joe and talk to him. So Ernest concocts another plan as a snake handler. He and Santa make it onto the movie set. Santa tracks down uh, Joe and he finds out that he's not filming, you know, this, he finds out that he's filming this horror film. The agents have not having any of it. Joe decides like, hey, you know, like all he wants to do is talk to me. So let's not, let's sit down and talk. He, you know, basically kind of like, brushes him uh, hears him out he's starting to believe it you know he's thinking he is the agent basically shuts shoes him away santa has to leave joe starts to get a change of heart and realizes that he goes back out chases after chases after santa claus but meanwhile you know santa he still doesn't have his sleigh or his reindeer or anything like that this is where i'm gonna start getting a little iffy ernest saves christmas the name of the movie by helping get the elves and the sleigh and all of the reindeer to Santa just in time for Joe to take over the reins, no pun intended, and become Santa Claus and take over Christmas and deliver all the toys to the kids in the world with a little help from Ernest, his little special package handler, and a special elf, Pamela which was actually Harmony's real name. The end. Christmas is saved. Good job, Ernest. I'll give you a solid A minus. All right, cool. I'll take it. That was, that was awesome. I'll, that's, I'm, I will wear that A minus proudly. Well, um, you should. Yeah. This movie's hilarious, man. I, so I gotta say like, Actually, I'll get into what I think of it when I talk about the movie. So what what, what did you think about this one, Joe? So I, I got to tell you, uh, I have to thank you for suggesting this movie because I've been fighting cold and sinus funk and, and sleep hasn't come too easy. And I got like one of the best naps on my first attempt watching this movie. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> I don't know, man. On my second watch through, as I struggled through it. You know, I remember Ernest, you know, as a kid. I never remember being a huge fan, but I was still a little excited about going into the movie, thinking, you know, you know, maybe I'll actually like the movie because I'm sure I watched it years ago, but I didn't really remember anything about it. I was like, you know, it's liable to be, a, you know, a pretty decent movie. And 
now for me to find out that it's considered the best or the most popular of all of his Ernest films gives me every reason why I wasn't a big fan of his <laughs> probably for good reason. That's just not, I guess my cup of tea. I don't know. I guess that type of humor or comedy, I don't know, just like the over the top, silly, goofy. A lot of times it's just hard for me to connect with uh, like Pee Wee Herman. I hated Pee Wee Herman. I know a lot of people that just absolutely love them. I, I was never big into Ernest, like even more recent, like since those times, I, I never liked Jim Carrey, like the pet detective and hated him. I just, you know, and, and I, I always felt like I was the weird one because you know, a lot of this stuff, a lot of people love, but just for whatever reason, that kind of, of, of comedy just is, it's hard for me to get into. And unfortunately, this particular movie didn't change that at all. I mean, I had fun doing the research and stuff on it, you know, coming across some interesting tidbits, but man, I really wanted to enjoy this movie. And unfortunately that just did not play out, but I did get a really good nap out of my first attempt watching it, which I really needed. So that, that, <laughs> that part was good. <laughs> so not to rain on your parade or you know your your movie suggestion but this this one just didn't do it for me at all all right so out of wrecked taxi cabs how many wrecked taxi cabs do you give this movie gosh i hate to even be this mean since it's christmas but i i gotta go one star on this one wrecked taxi i just <laughs> oh my god this is I, I'm sorry. This is this is one of the worst movies I've seen in a while. <laughs> okay, just, I could not get into it at all. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right. So for me personally, I I enjoyed this movie not as much as I thought I would, and I do agree with you. It's very slow. I was actually enjoying the the Christmas part of it more the second time that I started watching it. Um, so that's a little bit more interesting to me that I kind of enjoyed that part of it a little bit more because that that's definitely what I feel like is dragging it down because I enjoy this earnest parts. I enjoy the humor. Um, I know he's over the top, but like some of the things that he just says, and it's just like, like when he's just like, I am one with the Yuletide, <laughs> like it's just stuff like that. Like, just random little one-liners when he's talking and the just the stuff like that is my humor so like whenever he's on the scene and like you know some of the stupid stuff like you know throwing the, the tree into the car isn't the kind of stuff that i think's funny you know like him taking the tree into the house that part like smashing the plates and everything like you know I, that didn't make me chuckle but him like pulling the cord and just and like that part like the pulling the cord you know out of the wall wasn't funny but when they cut back to it and like the picture frame was like cut in half and like all of that, like just those little details like that, that kind of stuff makes me chuckle. And I will laugh every time. <laughs> I'll always laugh at like the little lines that he makes. Like, I don't know. It's just like those are the things that and like the characters that he plays, like when he plays the different characters, those always those always are entertaining for me. And like it, I don't know. I just that's I guess it kind of is probably like growing up with him. You know, it could be a big part of it, but yeah, like I, I love Ernest, the character, and I, I can totally tell how this would be like a, a really boring Christmas movie, 
had he not been in it, you know, and that's probably like what, you know, with him being popular, they probably like wrote him in for that specific reason. They're like, this movie needs something else. And, you know, I can see them because like you said, this is the script and everything else is garbage. <laughs> like, honestly, everything that was good about this film was just the earnest of it all for me. And yeah, like it, it, it's not a great Christmas movie. It's literally the, uh, it's not great for Christmas movie. It's not anything Christmassy about it too much. Like, yeah, there's themes and stuff um, that are very traditional, but it's nothing that really stands out other than the earnest of it all. And there's better, I don't care what anybody else says, there's better earnest films out there. And I mean, there's definitely worse ones as well, but this one you can, yeah, this one's not meant to be, I guess, an earnest film and it doesn't feel like an earnest film. So I, maybe that's why people think it's the best. Because <laughs> maybe more people are like you than the people like me. I love Jim Varney. He's a national treasure in my opinion. He was hilarious as Jed Clampett in the uh, Beverly Hills movie or the Beverly Hillbillies movie. And of course the Slinky, man. So like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love the dude. And he was, you know, lived around Nashville. So everybody that I've ever talked to that has met the guy always talked about how number one, about how much he smoked like cigarettes and number two, about how nice of a dude he was, you know, you know, just, just based on that alone, like already growing up with him and feeling like, you know, like, like I not really like I knew him because I've never been like one of those kind of people, but you know how, like when you see somebody in like so many films, you kind of feel like, Oh, that's like, that's like my film uncle, you know, like he was like my film uncle because I just watched him so much. And I, I probably a lot of my humor, especially like my early humor probably comes from him. So, like I said, I still didn't really enjoy this. I probably will never watch this again um, unless it's for torture purposes. So, I mean, I'm I'm honestly like as much as I hate to say it, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm I'm only going to have to give this one two. Um, and that's only because I laughed as much as I did. Uh, like I, I probably would only recommend this to somebody that enjoys Ernest and is, hasn't watched an Ernest, hasn't watched this specific Ernest movie. If they watched like another one, they were like, oh, he's really funny. And this is, I really enjoy it. I'd be like, oh, well, you should check out Ernest, Ernest saves, saves Christmas because there's funny parts in that. But, you know, there's nothing else that I would ever recommend this movie for like if you really want if you really want the best like you can just look it up on youtube and find the best scenes in this movie and get some chuckles out of it they don't even need context really like the best parts of it are all out of context they have nothing to do with the storyline so yeah i and I, I enjoy it um i enjoy like different there's there's always like different parts in every scene that i, I did chuckle like with Bobby, I can't remember the other guy's name, but Bar Bobby and the other guy, like their scenes were always, you know, kind of the, the humor that doesn't really like get me like laughing or whatever. But you know, like, you know, like when the big giant crate at the beginning fell on Bobby, like that part, like that, the whole like it falling on him doesn't crack me up. Him pushing it up and then telling him like, you know, like breaks over and then letting it go like that doesn't really like, crack me up. but when they cut back to it later on and he's driving away and he pulls away and he's still on the back of it. Like that 
shit like like callbacks like that are what makes me chuckle and i like that's the kind of humor that i can appreciate <laughs> so like i i did I, I do have a lot of fun with like the earnest movies because i can just kind of like shut my i guess advanced humor part of my brain off and just enjoy it for the stupid part so that it is but yeah i'm with you man this this definitely likes a lot of substance uh so yeah definitely two which gives us an average of 1.5 which is by far our lowest score we've given anything <laughs> yeah. uh which does break my heart a little bit because i was kind of uh anticipating this one to be a little bit better than it was but you know say la vie christmas uh, is off to a bad start <laughs> <laughs> yes yes but hopefully you have a good suggestion for us for next week We'll see. It might be a little risky because I, I didn't. I didn't want to go traditional, so I want to go with something a little different. But well, let's hear it. What is it? It's on Netflix. It's a movie called Let It Snow. All right. Is that the? Is that the one you were telling us about already? I can't remember if I briefly mentioned this last week that it might be the one I suggest. But is that the Lindsay Lohan? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. Definitely not. That movie was not good. <laughs> this particular one, I remember enjoying watching it when I watched it the first time. Okay. Um, but I haven't seen it the second time, so we'll see. And it's been right. a couple of years since I watched it. It's not a real old movie. I think it was 2018, 2019, something like that. Okay. So like one of the, probably like one of like their earlier, like Netflix original Christmas movies, probably. More than likely, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, cool, cool so do... Cool. Do you have a dude or dud for this one? I do. Um, I actually have a dud of the week. Um, my dud of the week is Harmony. Um, I don't know. The kid seems the kid seems like she's a sociopath. Um, she. she <laughs> She like her. I mean, I know her parents were having problems, but the kid, the kid had been rant. The kid was on the street for a month. Um, I mean, I don't know. She just she was asking for this. The kid, the kid is definitely headed for some trouble, some trouble, a troubled life. Like she knew to ask the Santa Claus bag for unmarked bills. So, like, like, this girl's definitely got some, like, I mean, we saw her steal. We saw her manipulate. We saw her lie. I mean, the girl's a dud. I hate to say it. I hate, I hate to say it, but the girl's probably in prison. I'm actually really glad you brought her up because I there was a couple of interesting things I didn't state earlier. Uh, regarding her, uh, she Harmony was played by an actress named Noelle Parker. And she was actually born on Christmas Day. It's huh. a fitting she was in a earnest Christmas movie. But the thing I found really interesting is just like, it's like, why did they put that in there? Uh, John Cherry had to assign someone to keep Noel Parker away from crew members as she was a bit too quote unquote friendly. Oh, take that for what you may. <laughs> was she was she of age when she filmed this movie? When I first read that, I was like, maybe she maybe she was older than I realized. Um, let's see. Movie was made in eighty eight. 
Yeah, we're gonna we'll definitely have to look that up because uh Yeah, we may have to move on until I can figure that one out. Well, you can look it up real quick. It's fine. We can edit all, all right. this. Well, we can edit she, all of this out. She would have been about 17 or 18. Well, hopefully she was 18 because, I mean, I guess as long as they weren't allowing her the advances, it's not. But still, yeah. Um, that's crazy. So why did did you find out why they even did add her part to it? Like, or was that what you were looking for? Or, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it seems like they could have cut some of this, but at the same time, the basic storyline was just so boring. Like I, I don't know. It's just this old guy, and yeah. Um, also, uh, Billy Bird, who played Santa's love interest, Mary, in this movie. Um, yeah, I've seen her in some stuff. She looks really familiar. Yeah, just to reference a movie that we probably both thought was a lot better. Uh, she also appeared in the film Home Alone. Oh, yeah. She was she the was dangly eared. That was it. That's her. The She's elderly, the dangly eared lady. The dangly eared. Uh, yeah, the, the elderly. Lady. Elderly she got a couple. whole shoebox full of them. Yeah, the elderly couple that befriended Kevin's mom That's at the why airport. She looks so familiar. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because when I saw it, I was like, I know that woman. What have I seen her from? And the fact that when you said Home Alone, I knew exactly who she was. She's that was that was impressive. <laughs> for two minutes, I was like, I knew exactly because oh my gosh, me and we, me we talked about we quote that all the time. We got a whole shoebox full of them dangly ones <laughs> <laughs> well there you go <laughs> oh man that's uh love it i'm so happy i'm so happy that you told me that that made that made my night man well good deal yes. well I'm, not, I'm gonna have to follow up your dud with another dud and my I'm dud spitting. believe it or not is santa claus because <laughs> santa 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 my gosh Dude, you, you got to pick better movies to, to play in. <laughs> Why you agreed to do this one, I have no idea. You, you, you kind of fell a couple of notches, uh, I hate to say, but... Well, I mean, he was um, slim. He was he had been Santa Claus for 121 years. Give him a break. I guess, but man, it's... Uh, he's he's my dud, but... It, he'll, he'll redeem himself. So, but for this brief week, he's a dud. <laughs> All right, well, well, since we're all into Christmas and stuff, here's my off-topic question of the week for you. All right. All right, Christmas time. Is it real tree or is it artificial tree? So if it's me, if I'm putting it up in my place, it's going to be an artificial tree. Uh, But if I'm, like, out... (laughs) Like I prefer this is this is where I become such a hypocrite. <laughs> this is this is the most like you caught me in a really this is this is one of the most hypocritical things I'll be I will be a hypocrite about. Um I prefer wait, 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 wait. Did you did you just say this would be the most hypocritical thing that you'll be a hypocrite about? 
Yeah, okay, it's it's late, Jeff. It is 11 o'clock. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain around that one. <laughs> we we got to make a shirt. We got to make a shirt ah. with that one. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so this... <laughs> so, I prefer a live tree. Yes, I prefer it. But I hate the... Everything that goes into it. I'm going to be... That's where I am. That's where my laziness comes in. Because I hate the, having to constantly clean up the needles that fall off of it and then i hate having to water it i hate having to take it out oh excuse me i hate having to you know get rid of it after it's after it's said and done which is in my situation now even more of a pain in the ass so yeah uh i go fake tree but i prefer live tree okay I can respect all those comments. Um, but pre, I guess, pre-lit fake trees are garbage. I will say that. If you have pre-lit fake trees, that's where I draw the line. That's where I draw oh. the line. If you have, to, you have to at least put the effort in on lighting your own damn tree. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pre-lit tree. I can see it on your face. You have a pre-lit tree. <laughs> Dang, Parker. Did you say you drank a little bit tonight before the podcast? <laughs> Do come throwing daggers. Uh, All right, so so here's my tree story. Um, we've we've kind of gone back and forth. When we first got married, we did real trees, you know, for a couple of years. Um, then we transitioned to artificial tree, used one for a number of years, and then it and then it was just a few years back. You know, I guess seeing all these Hallmark movies where people go pick out their own tree and. Mm-hmm. We decided to do the whole tree farm experience, you know, where you get the hot chocolate and the, the big fire pit and, you know, you pick out your own tree and all that kind of stuff. And um, so we did a real tree for, I forget how many years now, but kind of like what you said, I, man, the hassle mm-hmm. of getting it in, getting it set up, putting the lights on, which I absolutely hate. Just, <laughs> Real trees don't come pre-lit for whatever reason. Um, but, of course, you know, I, I love the real tree. I love the the natural Christmas tree smell. Mm-hmm. I do love that. If you get, I know, like, I don't know what's popular up north, but, I mean, I know down here, Fraser firs are the, you know, the most popular as far as giving you that authentic Christmas tree smell that we think of. But, so, yeah, there's a lot of that that I loved, and it's just, we just really talked about it. I think we pretty much signed last year. Um, so a couple of months ago, we ordered, um, you know, a, a good artificial tree because we knew. And that's the thing, too, man. Real trees have gotten expensive. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of crazy because whenever I was, cause see, I remember whenever I was younger, the reason that we would get real, like we would get real trees was because it was more cost efficient at the time whenever I was younger to get the fake trees because artificial trees were so like it was kind of newer at the time so they were still yeah. really expensive and i can remember it was like a couple of hundred dollars for a you know a, a normal sized fake tree and so yeah. my parents were always like you know we're not like you know we only use it you know one time a year and then you know when we finally got one that was like a big deal because you know that was like a, it was like you know like that was like a not really like a status thing, but like almost, you know what I mean? Like that was like a, you know, it was like a sign of 
or not like a sign of it, but it was like a a thing that we were going for, not out of, but like now it's like the opposite. Yeah, now it's like you have to spend more money for the real trees, which is like, and like now you can go and buy a fake tree at the Dollar General for like 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I remember a lot of times my parents would like, like Food Lion mm-hmm. would have a bunch of trees. You'd get one for like- right. 20 30 bucks and it'd be a nice looking six seven foot tree but those last few years we were getting real ones especially since our living room is has the vaulted ceiling you know we, we pre, we'd always get a bigger one just so it filled up the room better i mean we were usually dropping anywhere between 100 200 um for a good size real tree um, now we did spend a good bit of money on this artificial tree but just because we knew we plan on it lasting several years. So yeah. it'll be well, cheaper. That makes sense. It'll be cheaper than getting a real tree every year for you know all those years as well. But for us too, what played a huge role, not only just the hassle of dealing with a real tree, but obviously with the real tree, you have to wait a little while before you get that tree. Um, you have to kind of wait till around Thanksgiving for it to stay alive until Christmas. Whereas course you know we're christmas junkies we prefer to have that tree up early november and we could never do that with a real tree yeah you have to go like uh, two or three trees yeah so that that also played a role so this is uh, we, we definitely went back to an a pre-lit yes a pre-lit if i'm getting an artificial tree it's going to be pre-lit that's <laughs> i mean that's the whole purpose of being art if i'm going to sacrifice it being a real tree it's going to be because dag blasted that that sucker's pre-lit and i ain't got the fool with the lights but uh not only is it pre-lit, Parker, it has a little thing that you can tap on, and we can go from white, we can go to colored. They got some kind of weird Easter pastel colors. They'll blink, they'll twinkle. There's like 10 different settings on that rascal, so uh, yeah. I need my Christmas lights that blink to play songs. Oh, well, that's that's a good one, too. I, I <laughs> quite do that, but uh but yeah, I, I feel you on either one. Uh, I, I'm not one of those. It's like, you know, I'm I'm not passionate for one or against the other. I, I definitely see the pros and cons. Not to mention, our whole thing was like the Christmas tree smell. And you know, they got those things now that you hang on your artificial tree that gives it the Christmas tree smell. And we do always get a real wreath. Um, there's actually a guy in our neighborhood um their family has a farm up in the mountains so they bring trees down and sell them out of their yard and they do the wreaths and stuff so we get a wreath for that natural but then we've got so much artificial christmas tree smell in our living room that i mean you wouldn't know any difference as far as the smell so so yeah i imagine we'll stick with uh with artificial for a while not unless as joey gets a little older if we get him like a small real one for him yeah. or something like that but like the top of a, of a dead tree or something like one where the top is still alive <sighs> all right so next week we will be what wait what was it one more time let it snow all right so next week we will be watching let it snow on netflix so please join us for that jeff you want to say anything else before we get out of here tonight i i'm just hoping that i know we got off to a bad start with our our christmas month um i'm i'm still a little nervous about next week's movie i'm 
I don't know. I got a feeling this is going to be one I love and that you maybe not so much, but I don't know. That's the thing about ours. You just never know. Sometimes we surprise each other and we fall on totally different sides than we expected. Um, sometimes we surprisingly agree or surprisingly disagree. So who knows where it will fall next week. So, uh, but no, I look forward to us both watching it and getting our, getting our take on it. All right. And Jeff, I wanted to tell you, me and you, man, we are tighter than stretched out duct tape, bro. Do you remember that one from the movie? To, I'm going to have, no. <laughs> Sounds familiar. About he was talking when Ernest was talking about him and Vern. He's like, "Me and him are we're, we're tighter than stretched out duct tape." Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I was yeah. like, "Ah, wow. I'm gonna have to use that one." All yeah. right. Well, thank you, Jeff, so much, and thank you everybody for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars and a review really do help these dudes out. Please remember to, uh, if you'd like to, I'm sorry, if you'd like to help us out and support us, you can go to our Patreon. The links are there and links to our show, link to our links to our socials are also in the show notes. Thanks again. And remember, it never seems old. It always feels new. Those three little words, please and thank you. Peace out. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs>